Welcome to Let's Drive, SA's motoring podcast, brought to you by Toyota Gazoo Racing, South Africa. In this episode, the Citroen C5 Aircross, the Hyundai i30N, we hear from Toyota Gazoo Racing GTC driver Michael Van Royen, and as always, it's the Let's Drive Top 5. Are you ready? Let's drive. Welcome once again to another episode of Let's Drive, brought to you by Toyota Gazoo Racing South Africa. As always, I'm Derek Alberts, and as always, I'm joined by my esteemed co-hosts, Voldu van der Waal and Hannes Fisser. Good uh, afternoon, gents. Voldu, how are you doing? I'm doing well, Derek. I'm doing extremely well. Um, just um, hoping for a quick recovery from Corona for the entire planet, I guess, at this point. Yeah, we are all on the same uh, bandwagon. Uh, we're all holding thumbs and hoping that things end sooner rather than later. And the man is still out in the wilderness. He is the one, the only Hannes Fisser. How are you doing, Hannes? Well, after that introduction, I can't say anything but alles is moi, I suppose. <laughs> it's all good, thank you. Oh, I'm very glad to hear, gents. Uh, yeah, another exciting show awaits. Lots of cars to review. And as you heard, Michael Van Royen uh, will be making a guest appearance. It wasn't too long ago where we heard from Janil de Villiers. Well, we just get uh, the bigger names coming through and through. Uh, uh, Michael Van Royen, uh, nice to catch up with him. But uh, without further ado, let's get into those cars. As mentioned, uh, we've got a couple of big ones to look at. So let's do it. So kicking things off, we uh, start with the Hyundai i30N. And uh, this was something that uh, you got to test out, Hannes. Derek, the launch of the i30N earlier this year down in Cape Town was a massive, massive moment in the in the motoring history of South Africa and especially for the Koreans. I mean, if you say the word Hyundai to any normal South African motorist, it, it could mean a lot of things. But if you go back 10, 15, 20 years, Hyundai did a lot of work and effort and marketing effort and so on to uh, establish themselves as uh, a, a producer of quality and reliable vehicles and affordable. You know, So people saw Hyundais originally as... These are good and affordable cars. And then they um, they struggled to change that perception, but managed to do it over the last five years or so. Um, people see them as real good and quality cars. I mean, Hyundai's are not cheaper than Toyota's or anything anymore. They, they cost exactly the same and more because they are now real good quality cars. And now, once again, they've embarked on, on, on a third mission, and that is to also add um, sportiness to uh, their repertoire you know, as part of, of, of their brand. And uh, up to this point, um, motorsport or, or just sportivity is not something that you, you would have associated with the brand. And to address that, they've started with the World Rally Championship a couple of years ago with the i20. And now they've launched their first proper performance road car, the uh, the i30N. And it slots straight into one of the most competitive segments uh, in the world. You know, the, the segment for, for pocket rockets or hot hatches, as they call and um, it's a really, really good car. We'll get into the details now. But, yeah, that's that's the step, you know, to go from, from a mass producer of, of, of uh, affordable cars to quality cars. And now they've also added sportiness to it. And uh, hence we are now sitting with a performance car in the i30N. Yeah, I think sportiness sums it up very, very nicely. It's, it's a very pretty looking car. And, I mean, I think it was around the middle of 2017 when the hot hatchback world was rocked by the new arrival. I mean, it, it's looking sleek. And I think when did it... 
hit the shores here, uh, this, this version, I think it was uh, at the beginning of the year, if I'm not mistaken. Yeah, just, just a few months ago, um, I think in February, I think we attended the launch. Yeah, so it actually took quite a while for the car to actually make it to South Africa. It's, it's a car that, that that was like eight years in the making. Um, they launched commercially in Europe in 2017, and we only got it now in 2020 in, the, in South Africa. So it is for sale now, as I understand, um, in small numbers, only bringing in a few of them. And there's a good reason for that. We'll also get to that in a minute. But yeah, it's 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 a car long. It's a long time in the making. It's taken them about eight years to get it to South Africa. But yeah. it was worth the wait. I tell you that it's a damn good car. Well, well, tell us more. Why was it worth the wait? Well, my colleague Valdo had a good laugh the other day when I said in a television piece that the car, when it comes to its uh, size, proportions, dimensions. Uh, is exactly the same as a golf, and then he laughed because he said, "Well, proportion, That's size, dimensions, it's all the same. It's all the same thing, you know." So, <laughs> <laughs> but but that's the whole thing about the i thirty eight. You know, it's it fits into a very competitive segment, the uh, the hot hatch segment. And nowadays, hot hatches are, are very good cars. They're expensive cars, not only because they've got performance, but they're also good. You know, well appointed with lots of accessories and and equipment and so on. And uh, if you think about a golf GTI. Um, this is where this car slots in, the Golf GDI, the Ford Focus ST, the Renault Megane RS. I mean, there's a number of these things that you can that you can call her name, and, and, and they're all very, very good hot hatches. And this is the, the competition that Hyundai is hoping to take on with the i38. Yeah, I, I was very impressed uh, having a look at it. Again, uh, unfortunately, you're not being able to get behind the wheel. And and you sang its praises to the hills. Uh, and, and, I mean, as you just said, uh, it was definitely worth the wait. It is indeed. You know, the, the, the car is really, really well made. Um, it's proper Hyundai quality, as you would expect, with all the new sporty bits added to it. Um, but besides that, you know, just we laughed earlier saying the dimensions and proportions are the same as the Golf GTI, but that's really where this car is aimed at. And although Hyundai might differ slightly and say, oh, no, it's a unique car in its own right, it's not. You know, if you just look at it, 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 it sort of looks like a Golf GTI, and it should because the GTI is the the segment leader or the or the, the yardstick that everything else will be measured against when it comes to hot hatches. This car, from a, from a performance point of view, it does offer something different. It only comes out in manual. It doesn't come out in auto or DSG like the Golf does. Only, uh, only manual. Um, it's got more power than a Golf, but it's also front-wheel drive. So you've got 200 and I think 203 or 202 kilowatts all going to the front wheels, and through a very, very clever um, electronic limited slip diff system, they've managed to uh, completely eliminate torque steer. The handling of this car is absolutely, absolutely phenomenal. It, um, I'll go as far as saying that when it comes to a front-drive car with that much power, it's the best that I've ever experienced. Looking inside the vehicle, interior? So they've added all the, the N bits, you know, N um, stands for a number of things, if I can get back to that quickly. So N uh, goes back to Namyang, which is the, the, the area where the Eastern Development Center is based in South Korea. It's called an area called Namyang. So they say it could be uh, associated with that. N uh, could also represent a chicane on a, on, a, on a racetrack. And it also looks like the carousel corner at the Nürburgring, which is another N. Um, so yeah, they, they, they came up with all these as you'd call it, ponytail speak or marketing speak. Ah, but it works. You know, they've they've added all the end bits to the inside. The interior is really high quality. It's got all the end stitching and the headrests and the leather and the steering wheel and all of that. So um, it gets the treatment that you would expect of a of, of a top end um, hot hatch. 
Yeah, you mentioned at the beginning of the review about Hyundai going all out to try and change the perception uh, about the actual car itself and the brand. Um, would you certainly say that they've achieved their goal? Yes and no. The car definitely yes. The car is good enough uh, to do that. But on the on, on the negative side, the car is very very expensive. Um, it's about a hundred thousand more expensive than the GTI. Now, sure, they would argue that the GTI is slightly different because this car has got a lot more power and it speaks to a little bit of a different market. But the reality of the matter is that that at its price, it competes directly with the four-wheel drive Golf R, which is a different car again. So. So yes, the car is good enough to change the perception, but unfortunately, they won't sell enough of them uh, for people to experience it and to uh, and to then change the perception when it comes to the man on the street. No, so it's a, I don't know, it's, it's it's a bit of both. Would you go out right now and buy one? I would if it was hundred thousand rand cheaper. Hannes, don't you think that it's that it's not a Golf GTI makes it desirable in its own way? Because if you look at at which Golfs are on the road, it's GTIs and. Everybody has a Golf GTI. I mean, that is true. That is true. But then again, remember Golf, the Golf GTI is the car that started this segment 40 years ago. Now, okay, over the years, the hot hatches and pocket rockets have grown um, like all the other cars in the industry nowadays. But yes and no. I mean, it will definitely be more exclusive, which is why I think um, people will want to go for it. But, you know, and there's also realistic about it. They said that they understand that, that the golf is the yardstick, and therefore they only plan to sell about five or ten a month. So I think they're realistic about it. It's a pity because the car, I think, deserves more. It is really, really that good. It's just a pity. It's so damn expensive. Your highlight? Uh, just to have a performance car from, from uh, to be that good. I mean, that was a highlight in itself. Low light? The price. Oh. Can't be anything else. Again, and uh, yeah, your let's drive out of five. As a new entry in that competitive segment, it has to be a four and a half out of five. It's very good. Four and a half out of five. Hannes being very generous, but uh, yeah, you can knock off uh, a couple of zeros from the price tag. You'll guard of his door and uh, buy one tomorrow. That's the Hyundai i30N. Moving from the Hyundai now, and we go over to the Citroen C5 Aircross. It's uh, an eagerly awaited vehicle, and Citroen, of course, uh, making a, a massive presence once again in South Africa. So great to have on the line who has just joined us. We've got uh, Brian Smith, who is uh, from Citroen. Uh, Brian, thanks so much for joining us. You're the head brand uh, for Citroen, and uh, yeah, good to have you back on board, so to speak. Uh, thanks very much, uh, Derek. It's, uh, it's a great uh Great, great privilege to be here with you. Thank you. No, absolute pleasure. The, the privilege is all ours to have you here. Um, yes, Citroen back in South Africa. It's, uh, it's, a, it's got a nice ring to it. Uh, absolutely. Yeah, I think um, the, the overall reception um, from press and from the public alike was, uh, was, was, was very good. People, uh, people were very happy to see, to see Citroen back. I think uh, um, a, a great uh, cult following for the brand locally. Um, long history here. Uh, and uh, by and large, the, the reception was overwhelmingly positive. Volder, you got a chance to test out the C5 Aircross? I did indeed, and I must, um, I don't want to put the, the cart before the horse here, but I was very impressed with the vehicle. Um, and one of the main things that impressed me with it was how competitively it was priced. And that's something that, that I saw with Citroen's approach with all of its new models, Brian. That's, um, it's encouraging that you're able to offer new products at very reasonable prices. Yeah, certainly part of the strategy, Waldo. I think uh, you know we have to be uh, we have to be we have to be competitive. I think that 
we, we, we offer great value products and, and um, you mentioned you mentioned the price, but I think the value proposition, certainly with C5 and the list of, of standard specification that it has, makes it a very attractive car. Um, in addition, as you probably know, the, the, the entire range comes with the five-year, 100,000-kilometer warranty and service plan, part of the Citroen Serenity package. So there's great value to be had in the range as well. Um, I have a question that might be seen as quite controversial, but it's not. It really is just to give you the opportunity to explain to myself and all of our listeners why they need to trust the brand in South Africa now. Um, because obviously we've had Citroen in the past and it wasn't here for a while, then it came back and then it went away again. That doesn't instill a lot of confidence, but the product range looks good and, and it seems that your plans are in place to, to make a success. Yeah, certainly. I think I think um, you know that's it's a great it's a great question. It's great to have the opportunity to address that question. I think occasionally it is the elephant in the room. So so let's talk about it a little bit. Certainly, I think there's some fundamental differences now. Um, PCSA Peugeot Citroen South Africa is part of the of the global group. So we report into a regional office uh, in Morocco. Uh, we're part of the of the PSA organization, which, as you will know, is is not just Peugeot and Citroen, but DS and Opel as well, uh, and and um, potentially, a, a, you know, a PSA internationally with a couple more brands in collaboration soon. So we're part of that global organization. Um, I think that, uh, you know, we've, we've, we've got some ambitious plans and we've been opening dealers very quickly. We're up to, up to 18 Citroen dealers at the moment. So we've made a commitment in terms of the five-year Serenity package. Uh, we're also moving to, to new, a new head office uh, in Midrand. But uh, it's 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 parts warehousing as well as office warehousing, so it's a it's a bigger facility. Um, I, I can't uh, you know I can't I can't uh, make the time go any quicker. I get that we have to we have to we have to walk the walk as well as talk the talk. Um, but I think in terms of commitment as PCSA Peugeot Citroen South Africa Group and, and where we are backed by globally now, uh, we're very clearly um, here to stay. You know, we launched, as you know, we launched three products at the same time. We, we, we weren't dipping our toe in, as it were. We've committed ourselves wholeheartedly to, uh, to launching this brand and supporting it over the long term. Speaking of the three models that you launched, um, I wasn't lucky to drive the C5. Aldo drove it when we had it on test. But I recently, during the Car of the Year evaluation days, got to drive the C3 Aircross. And I must admit, I was also very, very impressed with, with the value offering um, considering everything that you get in the car. So those are obviously two great cars, the C3 and C5 Aircross. What else have we got in store for the next, uh, well, over the next year? So we obviously we have the C3 as well, which is uh, which is the hatchback. Um, so C3 uh, fits into your your B, um, B hatchback uh, category. Uh, C3 has some minor updates coming later on this year. I, I say that uh, with, uh, with some conditions, obviously, that was certainly the plan. Uh, it might be pushed back a little bit now, um, but at the moment we have we have the three the three models the C3 C3 Aircross C5 Aircross, uh, each available only with two derivatives. So we've tried to keep we've we've tried to cover the market as, as extensively as possible, from B hatch up to C SUV, which is around 60% of the passenger car market. But we've kept the range uh, fairly limited so that our so that we don't we don't uh, burden our dealers with too much inventory. Uh, and we we keep the choice uh, fairly straightforward. So three models, two derivatives in each model. Certainly, thanks for that on the C3 Aircross. We were we were uh, very happy to see it in the car of the year competition. Um, 
and uh, Peugeot 5008 at the same time also as a, as a finalist. But also C3, uh, C3 Aircross, a, a great car um, fitting into that really, that, that segment that's growing faster and faster, the, the BSUV segment, uh, proving to be incredibly popular, that segment C3 Aircross gaining some traction as well. The, the car itself is is actually amazing to me. You know, it, it really comes in in a, in a segment that's very hotly contested. Uh, Brian, I'm not sure if you'd agree that the, the main competitors would be probably vehicles like the Hyundai Tucson, uh, maybe a, a Qashqai and VW Tiguan. Is that the sort of range where you're aiming at? Oh, absolutely. Yeah, yeah absolutely correct. So if you take that into account, you know, the, the top end of that would be the, the VW Tiguan is more on the more expensive side. Um, the the cash guy the Nissan a lot uh, lot cheaper I guess but then once you start looking at the value proposition at the the equipment that's on board um, the the NVH and the refinement of the C5 then the Citroen really does offer a hell of a lot of car at its price range yeah, the the price that the, the of the vehicle that we tested was uh, five hundred and ten thousand rand I don't think it's changed since then um, that's top of the range um, and it's a hundred thousand rand cheaper than a than a VW Tiguan. But it's got more on board, so arguably, you know, the value proposition is is a lot better. So, uh, if I may, although the um, price currently is five one four nine hundred, so we've we've had we had a slight change. I think you you you, uh, but it nonetheless, it's a C five shine, as you say. And if if I can if I can punch it for just half a minute, uh, go for it. Go. Uh, <laughs> Floor's yours. That, uh, Thank you. At that pricing, you're absolutely spot on. Five five one five five year warranty, five year service plan. Um, C five Shine has uh, the the sunroof as standard, so there's no there's no additional costs for that. Um, has the dash cam as standard with a with a 16 gig uh, memory um, that 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 can you know you can forward to your uh, to your phone to your social media accounts. It'll keep track of any accidents. Standard uh, in the pricing. Uh, and of course, the uh, the tech that you spoke about as well in the review, your your mirror uh, mirror screen technology for your for your smartphone, uh, as well as um, uh, as well as CarPlay, uh, Android Auto. So a great value package uh, at that at that price point. And yeah, absolutely, I, I I I would be remiss if I didn't take this opportunity as well to talk about the NVH. I think uh, if you if you drive the car, it it rides like almost a magic carpet. The progressive uh, suspension. Um, and uh, and the, uh, the the cocoon-like comfort of the car certainly for me um, is a great plus. Oh, Brian. Well, it's uh, great having you on board. And uh, welcome back officially once again to South Africa uh, as far as Citroen is con- concerned. And, uh, yeah, we uh, look forward to, to many more uh, developments uh, from you inside uh, well, back in SA. Great. Thanks very much. Thanks again, uh, Nuri. Okay. Thanks very much uh, to Brian. Uh, Voldo, want to expand on your experience with the Aircross? I think, Derek, it's important to just pay homage a little bit to the history of Citroen because it's a brand that's come a long way. You know, the, the car is well known for the, the goddess or the DS, uh, the De Chauveur that came out in uh, 1955 already. Um, and it's a car that set the bar with many things, including air suspension. And that, to a degree, is where the Aircross name is also a nod to. But then Citroen is also the only manufacturer in the world that's won three different FIA titles. They won the World Rally Championship, they won the World Cup for cross-country rallies, and they won the World Touring Car title. So, you know, it's a, it's a company with a proud heritage, you know, a long history and a proud heritage in motorsport and various things. So, you know, to South Africans, it's, 
it's a, a sort of a Johnny come lately now, though the name might be well known. But the reality is that it's a, a well-established car manufacturer that's not really missed many beats globally. South Africa, different story. But okay, as we heard from Brian, things are looking up, and and I have every confidence that that they'll you know achieve what they set out to do. Car itself, product-wise, it's a hell of a machine. It really, really is. Brian said that it drives so well. It certainly does feel like you're floating on a magic carpet. And the one thing that he didn't mention was the um, the advanced comfort seats, as they call them. Probably the most comfortable seats that I've ever been in in a car under a million bucks. They uh, they have what they call progressive hydraulic cushioning systems. And it, it really just works, you know. As far as car seats go, well, it's got to be right up there. Well, you know, but something you mentioned, uh, you just mentioned the 2CV or the Deschevaux from the 50s or 60s or whatever it was. That one um, started the whole certain design and styling, you know, the, the uh, design and styling cues and so on. And this car builds on that and it, it sort of evokes emotion a little bit from, from my point of view. You know, I, I like the styling. It's very funky and quirky and the styling think- really works for me. The guys who haven't seen the car yet, it's worth having a quick look on the internet just to see, you know, what sets this thing apart. Because if we, we mentioned its competitors earlier, the VW Tiguan and the Qashqai and the, the Hyundai Tucson. But when you look at this car, it's completely different in the sense that Citroen took bold steps by adding things like red highlights in the front bumper. Never mind the color of the car, the highlights are always red. So you've got side still, side sills, black sides sort of sills that cover the car with a very bright red insert. And the same in the front, um, the, the roof rails are black. And then they have these very bright red inserts. And it's not something that we've really come across very often before, except from Citra. You know, like you say, honest, it really does awaken something. Um, some people, it might awaken rage and others might love it. You know, to me, I find it personally, I find it a little bit garish. But like you say, it sets it apart and it certainly draws attention. Yeah. Definitely, if you want to be different, you're going to stand out in a crowd of Tiguans and cash cars, that's for sure. One of the things that impressed me, I mean, you said if people can go and have a look at the photos, and I mean, I know that you're a man who likes to carry a, a lot of things with you, Volder, and I mean, you expect uh, a car of this magnitude to carry it, but uh, the boot space from the photos looks highly impressive. Uh, you can pack quite a bit in there. Yeah, it is really impressive. What what makes it very handy as well is that the Aircross has three individual rear seats. So most other cars have a split, a 60-40 split or a 70-30 split in the rear seats. This one has three individual seats. So you can actually leave two down or one mm. up where you can split them, you know, have the two ones on the side down, whatever you need in order to make the, the luggage space as practical as possible. Um, standard, it takes 520 liters of luggage with the seats up, which is very competitive. And then when you put the seats down, you can add another 200 liters of, of luggage space to that for 720, which is really, you know, on par with, uh, with all the competitors and slightly ahead of some of them, actually. No four-wheel drive option? No, it's a two-wheel drive car. But, you know, how often do you need a four-wheel drive, really? Mm. Certainly where, where our small SUVs are used in town, hardly ever is the answer. Um, and I'd rather keep the cost down and, and deal with a front-wheel drive car than spend money on a four-wheel drive that you don't use. Highlight? The seats. Definitely the seats. Low light? Um, to me, the red inserts on the, on the exterior of the car. Okay, and your let's drive out of five? Given the, the value proposition, I'd, I'd go and give it a four. Four out of five, and that is the Citroen C5 Aircross. Four out of five from Voldy van der Waal.
wasn't too long ago where we got to chat to racing legend Janil de Villiers. Uh, of course, everyone uh, knows him. He's synonymous with racing in South Africa, uh, a Dakar legend having uh, won the Dakar back in 2009. Uh, another man who's doing wonders uh, in the cars, uh, but not necessarily in the same car. This is a glo- global touring cars, and he's just joined us. Uh, Michael Van Royen, thanks for joining us. Uh, yeah, great to have you on board from Toyota Gazoo Racing South Africa, the GTC category. How are you doing? I'm not too bad, thanks, Derek. How are you? Yeah, superb. Thank you. Uh, Michael, before we get into the nitty-gritty, for, for those that, for the few people out there that don't know who you are, just uh, give us a, a quick background check. Um, well, okay, a quick one over my odd 20-year racing career. Uh, I, I started when I was about 20 years old. Uh, I started in karting. I did a couple of uh, years for CRG under Ed Murray, which was great. Um, I won two national championships. I went to uh, Malaysia for the world championships where I finished fifth. Um, that was all wonderful. Learned a lot, made a, a lot of new friends and so on, um, which I still am friends with. And I started my saloon car racing with Polo Cup, as most of us did. And uh, from there on, we moved to production cars in various cars. And uh, then on to GTC in the Toyota Gazoo Racing South Africa team. Michael, maths were never, was never my strong point. But you said uh, in your 20 or so year-long career, and you started when you were 20, that would put you at 40. It must have been a tough 20 years because you look a lot older than that. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks, uh, Donkey Arnes. Um, actually, I'm 30 years old. I just look 40. Uh, and, and tell us about joining Toyota Gazoo Racing. Uh, I mean, South Africa, that, that must have been a, a fantastic feather in your cap. Yes, I must say that's certainly the highlight of my racing career so far. Um, it was a huge privilege to be part of the team and still is. Um, it, uh, it comes with a bit of responsibility, but which is great. Um, and it's a, it's a wonderful team to be part of. Um, and I hope to, to give them some championships under their name. Well, Michael, you got fairly close to doing that last year. You know, it was an up and down season and there were obviously some missed opportunities at points. But in the end, when it came down to the final race, you were in with a shot. Do you want to quickly talk us through that? Yes, look, um, we had to change the car to a Toyota um, in the beginning of the season. And I think that put us a bit on the back foot for the first couple of races, uh, which we battled. I don't think we did very well in our first four rounds. And then the last four rounds, we actually won all four, which was great. Um, And missed out eventually, I think, by two points on the championship. Michael, now you just said that you had to change the car to a Toyota. I think um, we obviously know what that means. But just to the listeners out there, explain what GTC is and, and, and how it's possible to just change a car from one brand to another. Obviously, the rules, um, you know, what, 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 what the cars are, how can you just change them? Just explain to the, viewers, uh, the listeners. Well, um, GTC is basically based on a similar chassis. So all the cars have similar chassis and all the components are actually very similar besides the engine. Um, so your gearbox, your suspension, your brakes, even the seat and steering wheel are all the same for all the cars. And basically, then it's just the shell and the body panels that differ. So, But basically, what we needed to do was take the BMW body parts off and fit the Toyota parts, which 
is not as easy as it sounds. There's some things that need to move and change and so on. And, um, and then testing basically starts from scratch. So, um, but it's, it's, a, it's not that difficult, but um, yeah, it, it takes a bit of time and, and it fiddles with your settings a little bit, which we needed to dial in again um, before we got on pace again. But the result is, of course, that it is a very, very competitive series. Look, there aren't that many cars in it, but the uh, the cars that are in there are all very evenly matched. So every race is very tight between a lot of you. Yes, definitely. I think it's some of the fastest drivers in South Africa at the moment in the series. And then definitely, well, probably the most or the best uh, car or racing car preparers um, around, um, like Freddie and... Um, Stuart Thompson and uh, Vic Maharaj, and well, he used to be before he joined Motorsport South Africa. So um, I think the best of the best in the country are in the series, which makes it very competitive. And unfortunately, no competition underway as we speak uh, because of lockdown. Uh, that must have uh, messed up your plans quite a bit. Yes, it was unfortunate for us. I think we were on the front foot starting the season, having finished so well. So we were very, very keen to get the season underway. Um, unfortunately, it didn't happen. I guess it's the same for all, but we've got some new things in the pipeline as well, which is very exciting, um, which is do double pity not having been able to start the season. But um, I guess everything will happen when, it, when it's able to, and um, we're looking forward to it. New things in the pipeline, very exciting. Can you divulge? Well, I think everyone knows there's a second car being built. Um, well, it was being built. It's stopped at the moment. Um, but as soon as the lockdown is finished, they'll finish that second car. And uh, I'll be driving the new car, which is the new Corolla, Toyota Corolla. And um, there's a new driver, which I don't think I should announce now. Um, but I think in due course, um, the second driver of my car of last year will be announced. Ooh, exciting times ahead. And yeah, I mean, it, it's all up in the air as far as planning is concerned. We don't know when we're going to get the show back on the road with regards to racing. Um, but for those that are on Tour of Faye, if they want to see you in action, um, where can they check you out? Of course, uh, were the season to start, say resume in about two, three weeks' time. I mean, you, you're all over the show. Well, yes, uh, we're still to get a revised calendar. I think once yeah. the president says what's going to happen and what the new regulations are going to be, uh, MSI will most probably give us a new calendar and um, hopefully we can have enough rounds during the season to make up a national championship. And um, But hopefully we'll visit all the cities and all the tracks that we usually do. And for now, people can just check my Facebook page for what I'm up to, which is lying on the couch mostly. But um, yeah, until then, that's but, all that's going to happen. Michael, surely you do something else as well to keep sharp. I, I heard a rumor that you were doing some online racing. I do, and I'm very bad at it, which I don't like admitting. We have a race this evening with uh, the Van der Linde boys and the Jordan and um, Janara is in there and there's a whole lot of South African races taking part in tonight's race. So I was actually busy preparing for it, but I'm a bit rusty on the simulator. But um, at least it keeps you in the racing mode and it keeps the jitters away a little bit. Michael, can I give you a word of advice? 
please. For, bo- for both sim racing as well as real racing, stop crashing into people and you'll finish more <laughs> races and get more points that way and maybe win championships. <laughs> I wonder why keep no your, one has given one me piece. that. Yes, why hasn't anyone given me that advice before? Well, if they have, you clearly haven't been listening. So. <laughs> <laughs> I don't like taking advice, but I should I should start, I guess. Uh, Michael, a question from me. You know, at the moment, things are going well. You're enjoying uh, the GTC racing. You were in with a shout for the championship. But what happens next? What comes after GTC racing? Do you think it might be time to break traction and do some proper racing, like on gravel? <laughs> uh, to be honest, I don't like camping a lot. Um, so I don't think that's going to happen very soon. Hopefully GTC will be around for a couple of more years uh, till I'm old enough to hang up my gloves. So um, I think I'll stick to the circuit stuff. <laughs> okay, good stuff. Michael van Rooyen, it's been a pleasure chatting to you. Uh, Toyota Gazoo Racing South Africa GTC uh, driver. And as you said, if you want to follow his uh, whereabouts or where he is going to be in action, get hold of his Facebook page, Michael van Rooyen. Also, what about Twitter and Instagram, Michael? Have uh, you ventured uh, into um, the world of social media over that there yet? Um, Derek, I'm a bit lazy. So I think one profile for me is enough for the moment. Okay. One profile, Michael <laughs> van Rooyen, as it is. Uh, Mike, it's been great having you on board. Uh, we'll uh, catch you on the flip side. And yeah, hopefully this lockdown ends sooner rather than later that you can get back to racing. Cheers. Thanks, Derek. Cheers, guys. Bye. Thank you very much, Michael van Rooyen. We're wrapping up the show, but uh, before we go, of course, we've got the Let's Drive Top 5. And I want to know from you, gents, and I'm not going to take hold of any of this, so I'm going to split it 3-2 in favor of Hannes. Uh, I want to know. Hot hatches, go. Oh, hot hatches. Look, there are quite a few. We've uh, covered the Honda i think, in tonight, but you can't compile any list of hot hatches without putting the, the yardstick on the list, and that would be the Golf GTI. Golf GTI. Voldu, next sure. up. I, I just want to check the rules quickly. Can I go to older cars as well? Or yeah. Have to be current. No, ah, no, older cars, whatever no. you want. Oh, that's easy then, because I owned one of the best hot hatches that was ever built, the first one to... Uh, have a two-liter turbocharged engine, four-wheel drive. It was one of the cars. Oh, it's a Lancia. It's a Lancia. I know it. It is. It is. It, is. <laughs> it was at the back end of the Group B era. It's the Lancia Delta HF Integrale. One of the best oh, hot hatches wow. that, that you can find anywhere in the world. Ooh, okay. Well, Turning it up a notch. Let's go back to Hanbal. Well, I can't better that, obviously, uh, for obvious reasons. But I tell you what, in a world where there's uh, Renault Magans and all these things, I'm going to go with Ford Focus RS. Ooh, Ford Focus RS. That's nice. Uh, Valdu, oh, this is your I'm, I, return. I, I worry about my age coming through here. Um, but the, the Opel Cadet 2-liter GSI 16 valve is super boss. It has to be on a list of, of the best hot hatches. That that was, to me, the greatest one. It had a horrible dashboard and a horrible gear shift, but my word, did it go. Final say, no, Hannes. No, it did indeed, and now showing my age a bit, the best car ever made was a 1989 Toyota Conquest RSI 16-valve with a 4AG GE engine. There Ooh. we go. Beautiful. <laughs> and, and, re- and red seat belts. Red seat belts with red um, little inlays in, in the seats. Yes, that's the one. But you're not a fan of red, Voldu. You admitted that a little earlier. I've got a red Z3. 
Of course, yes. They're not showing your age whatsoever. That's it. Uh, let's drive. Top five. Voldu Hannes, thanks as always. It's been great to catch us uh, in the next episode. We'll see you soon. Cheers.